Jason, take me back. Where where did the Calgary Multisport Fieldhouse Society begin, or where did you enter into the picture with it? Uh, it began in 2008, and it was really it was started by a group of track individuals primarily. So the I, I think the uh, initial start the support for it came from the track community for lack of an indoor covered track facility, and so the organization has been around since 2008. And I got involved really because uh, I'm a track guy Mm -hmm. and um, facilities in this city. I also was a business owner and still am a business owner of a a company called The Main Dish where we sponsored a lot of amateur athletes. So my worlds kind of collided being a track athlete, having kids that needed facilities in the winter season, of course, where you didn't have places to play and run. And uh, then I ended up with my business sponsoring a bunch of athletes that had moved to Calgary as a destination to train. Um, came here through the Olympics, of course, back in, in 88. And mm-hmm. I noticed that uh, some of them were really, they didn't have space to train. And a lot of them started having to leave Calgary um, in the winter season to go and continue their training. So that whole thing kind of came together. And I was running Masters Track. And I, I think I saw the group out there. And I asked if I could lend a hand. And, and that's kind of how I got involved. And that's probably about five years ago. So, um but that's the, that's kind of the start of it. But the organization and the movement for Fieldhouse has been going f- since 1967, the last time the Leafs won the Cup. <laughs> there's, a, yeah, there's a lot of history there. Um, so let me ask it this way. What is, in your mind's eye, because you talk about coming from a track background, but it's a multi-sport facility that we're talking about. Yeah. How do you define the, the perfect vision of a Fieldhouse for Calgary? Um, and, and good point, by the way, that, you mentioned, um, you know, it's not a, I'm a track guy and there's a lot of Mm -hmm. track and field clubs and members that are the ones that kind of maybe were the initial members of the Calgary Multisport Fieldhouse Society. But the perfect vision of it, when you think of it, is I I said it earlier, I said it's a place to play. Um, And so when you think of it, in the, especially in the winter season, uh, Calgary really doesn't have a place to play. They have workout centers and they have leisure centers. Uh, A multisport fieldhouse is a large covered piece of turf with a track around it. In this case, it's a state-of-the-art. This facility is a 400-meter track, so very unique. There are some across Canada. There's quite a few across Canada and North America that are 200. There's very few 400-meter tracks. Um, But, yeah, you think of it as a a giant, a really large covered space in a winter-based city, especially like Calgary, where you can play football, rugby, soccer, you know, uh, field hockey, lacrosse, have several track groups out on a track you right. can run. It's meant for cradle to grave. Mm-hmm. So from kids to masters, adults, seniors, anybody that wants to be active and be able to take advantage of being in an indoor covered facility and it's not minus 25 outside and you can go and, and have a good time. Do you find as someone who's advocating for this that there's any kind of public confusion because you, you brought up soccer? There are soccer domes. There are yeah. indoor soccer do you find that you know your vision gets muddled with with kind of what is out there in terms of soccer facilities? Oh, for sure it does. It still does, and it does at the highest levels. Uh, I think when you're talking even at council levels, uh, I think when Foothills opens up their indoor soccer facility, um, I think people look at that and say, "Well, is, is that not, in a sense, just a field house? And why don't we do just a bunch of those?" Yeah, and, you know, and that is. It's great to have it. Don't get me wrong. Calgary needs more facilities and needs multiple mm-hmm. field houses, so to speak, or indoor covered play places, if you want to call them, that have turf. Um, yeah, but that is not a is not a field house. It's a 
you know, it's a facility that's got some turf that you can play soccer in. It's built by a soccer club for soccer. Um, and you could, I guess, rent it out and play other sports in there, I guess, if you wanted to. But it is not a, you know, not a dedicated field house for sure, which is a true multi-sport facility. In our case, it's right. not only those sports I mentioned, but it's, it's, there's also courts in the field house here. So there's going to be, there's basketball and volleyball as well. So there's other sports that, because uh, you do have the, the court facilities as well. So in a way, you know, kind of is, it's like taking us back to our childhood. It's everything that you would have got at school with the outdoor Basically, being indoor and with absolutely. The, the gymnasium being Gymnasiums, there. workout center, right. yeah, badminton, basketball, volleyball, any of those court sports. Um, and then you've got the full indoor track. And uh, again, which is not all competitive, it's meant for mm-hmm. it's meant for everyday Calgarians to just go and have an active life. And you know, when you look at the economic development plan for the city, a big part of it is, I think, one of their top ten goals. And I don't think I know is is to have an active, healthy city. Yeah. And with that, one of their key action steps is to have facilities that facilitate that. And uh, Calgary is sadly lacking behind. We 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 just aren't there when it comes to that. Let's talk about that component because that one worries me a little bit sometimes that it might kind of fall through the cracks or people might not appreciate this. In terms of other field house facilities like what you have described to us, what is around us in Western Canada? What do other centers have? Yeah, well, most most major cities would have a facility. Uh, that might be scaled down a little bit from ours, but would have an indoor facility. Edmonton, for example, has has had the Kinsman Fieldhouse since 1968, I believe it yep. is, you know, and then they've got the Butter Dome, and then they just built one at Commonwealth uh, Stadium as well that's got an indoor turf field. Uh, they, they cover foot field in the wintertime as well, so they'd have an indoor uh, turf facility. Saskatoon, Regina, Winnipeg, Ottawa, uh, most Canadian major cities would have a facility that's... Kamloops. Kamloops, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and smaller ones, by the way. Yeah. Even to a certain extent, even Okotoks has like a, an, an indoor facility with a running track and that. So again, it's they're, they're spread out across Canada. <laughs> I'm sure you thought of this. Do you understand why we don't, or do you have a theory on why this city doesn't have a, a multi-sport field house? Uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I do have a theory, I guess it would be my own theory. No, There's no fine. science behind yeah. it, but, uh, I think, I think with the priority over time, if you look at the different things that, uh, especially when you have the Olympic games like Calgary did in 88, I think there's always been something that's, uh, you know, superseded it in the priority scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when the Olympics came along, of course, the facilities for the Olympics became a priority. And if it, it hasn't been that, it's been other, let's say, hockey-based facilities. And, right. and, you know, the field house over time has just, and then leisure centers. You know, we've got some beautiful new YMCAs that have been mm-hmm. built recently. You know, Rocky Ridge, obviously, is a, is a brand-new facility that's amazing, and Seton's coming up. So I think, I think over time there's just been other sports <clears throat> facilities that have bumped ahead of it, in addition to all the many other infrastructure needs a city like Calgary, when you're growing as fast as Calgary has the infrastructure, you just can't keep up. Yeah. Over the years, we haven't been able to keep up. And I, I don't think that uh, collectively there's been enough of a voice for Fieldhouse and, and what I said earlier as to what the difference is to get it over the hump. It's the number one unfunded project on the city's to-do list as far as building capital infrastructure products or projects. But, um, you know, it's been there for a little bit and it's a difference now. It's It's one thing to be unfunded. <clears throat> but now it's getting it funded. You know, yeah. the, the current library that was, in a, you know, an expensive library, beautiful and a great addition to the city at, you know, a couple hundred million dollars was at one time an unfunded project. But I think we need to, uh, you know, obviously the, mo- the motivation here is to get that field house to be, regardless of Olympics or anything else, yeah, yeah. or tied to Calgary next, 
Calgary simply needs a field house to remain competitive with all those places that we just talked about across Canada where athletes can choose to train. Sure seems to me, and I, I know I'm repeating a question I said earlier about soccer facilities, but you bring up the, you know, the rec centers. It seems to me that this project kind of gets caught getting confused with other things. But we just built Rocky Ridge. Yes, but it's not a field house. It's right? not a field house. It's yeah. a rec center. That it, it it's almost no, nomenclature here, which we're dealing with. People don't seem to fully understand what exactly you're talking about because oh, there's this or there's that, but it's not a field. Not house. a field house. And a city the size of Calgary needs. And you know, I think you and I have had some conversation outside of uh, this one, obviously about the nature of facilities in a city. Yeah. It's a Calgary's a big city, and it's got new facilities and it's got old facilities. And by the way, some of the old facilities still need some TLC. Mm-hmm. You know. If you, if you go into um, uh, Glenmore Park area and you find some of the old ones uh, in there, I'm trying to think in Killarney, for example, and you've sure. got these beautiful, like they were great 10 or 15 years ago, they still need some love in TLC. And then you've got brand new communities where you need the YMCA out in Rocky Ridge that serves that huge, big Northwest community. So mm-hmm. those are workout places, pools, skating rinks. They'll have maybe a casual running track, but they truly are community centers that have the really great, you know, activity-based, you know, physical workout type facilities, and uh, but they're not a they're not a field house. They're uh, they're community activity centers, I guess, yeah. if you want to call them, and yeah. bring people together super well and allows people yes to be active. But again, I think the field house, if you, I think where some of the confusion can be is that is that if you position and you look at a field house, you say, well, sports groups can use it, and everybody can use a field house. But it also can be a destination for major events, and you can have high-performance, high-caliber events. You can have, you could have a full-on FIFA-type soccer game in that facility. You could have a world-class track meet in that facility. And so I think when you start going down that road and say, well, it can do this and it can do this, people then start associating it and say, well, is that just an elite high-performance facility? Well, no, no, it's not. It can facilitate that, and by the way, that'll prevent so many of the dollars that are currently leaving the city with sports teams mm-hmm. and clubs that go to places like Edmonton, like football has taken a lot of their training camps and all that. Yep. And all the teams in Calgary now go and train in Edmonton because they don't have a covered facility here. So, and, and that messaging is, it's a delicate thing to balance because people say, well, I just, I can go to Rocky Ridge or I can go somewhere to be active. Why do I need a field house? Well, a field house is a different facility, and you can still go to a field house. And by the way, you can go with your kids and go and play some indoor flag football. Right. And in, that sounds kind of amazingly silly in this city that if I wanted to go and play a game of flag football with my kids in December, I actually pretty much have nowhere to go. Yeah. It's, I, it's, I, it's, it's nuts when you think about it in a right. city this big. I mean, that's as crazy as it is. I, it, that's how a premium space is. That is a play place. So two things that come out of that. One, give me the, because my guess is, you know, the Fieldhouse Society being around as long as it has and still chasing that dream, you probably have bumped up against some resistance. My, I imagine somewhere along the line, somebody in politics or somebody said, well, wait a minute, what do you do in the summer? Does it just sit empty in the summer? Can you give me the rebuttal to all year round use of a field house? Yeah, well, it's always, I, I think the capacity on these things, it's, um, you know, the the numbers that that we've done uh, capacity wise, and it's, it's actually not us as much as the city. You got to remember, we're, we're really an advocacy group that yeah. is, in, it's a city project. Right. We work hand in hand with the city to build the case and help create the momentum and behind this to get it built. But it is no, you know, they've done the work on it and operationally this thing would be at capacity from the get go all Mm -hmm. throughout the year. And you know, the, even the outdoor spaces to play these sports and to, 
they're a Calgary's got two two tracks. You know, you've got uh, for the track groups, you've got Glenmore and you've got Foothills. Yep. Um, even on fields, it's still at a premium to have fields, court space, basketball. That's why we have all these user groups on board with us. We've got a, a whole bunch of stakeholders: so volleyball, basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, all the different uh, rugby, all these different groups that are on side because they don't have enough, whether it's summer or winter, they don't have enough actual facilities and fields to meet their needs all through the year, not just wintertime. 12 months a year. And by the way, Calgary also has some pretty dodgy... Have you golfed? In the, yeah. Have you golfed no. through snow in August, my friend, like <laughs> I did? Well, at, uh, no, no. It's, it's hey, a, how, how was April, by the way, for well, us? It was legitimate, right? That's legitimate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Calgary is uh, maybe not the best place to... I always joke Calgary is maybe not the best place to be an outdoor event planner. Yeah. <laughs> no. A pretty tough one. I remember back in 2006, we were working on a project to at that time to try and get Calgary back up to where it needed for just the sh- total sheets of ice. And at that time... I think the number was we were 12 sheets of ice in Calgary below what we should have had. That and right? that yeah. was just to hit that mark that wasn't including growth. You're talking about building one field. One, house. which, yeah, barely in, gets in us a, in the game, in, in so a, to speak. I was going to say, in a dream scenario, Jason, how many field houses should a city like Calgary have? You could, you could, add, another, you could add probably another two to three on top of that okay. just to meet the needs. Okay. And interesting, we went for a little tour of facilities in Edmonton last year um, and visited. Uh, we got a little tour around from uh, uh, from Tim from Football Alberta, and uh, we went to the U of A, and so we went to Commonwealth, and we walked around, and, and they are actually over, after they built Commonwealth and Foot Field, and they've got the Kinsman Fieldhouse, and they've got the Butter Dome, so they've got all those facilities. They said now that their indoor, their bookings on the new ones, Commonwealth and on Foot Field, they could... They could build another one right away, if not another one, to actually, and they would still be, you know, at full capacity. So it gives you an idea. So Calgary just having one field house, you could you could probably add three more in fairly short order in different quadrants of the city, and you'd probably still have them all all filled up. What's different in Edmonton than in Calgary? Why? What got them to the scenario that they're in as opposed to the scenario we're in? Uh, and again, this is a, a Jason opinion. Is there's no yeah, science? Yeah. There's no science behind yeah, it. It's yeah. just my time around doing this. Yeah. I think they're they're made. First off, I think it does benefit to be the capital city and to be around the, the head of the city government. Okay. I, I don't think that hurts decision you. makers. Decision makers. Yep. I think having them front and center and live in your community and when you have, yeah, you know, when you have uh, something to get done and the people that make those decisions are living in that city and see the void, it's easier to have your case. Um, the other thing is I think they're very good at rallying around bringing events and the community spirit. Not that Calgary doesn't have great community spirit, but they're very good at creating reasons to build facilities. Mm-hmm. And whether you've seen, I don't know, you know, whether it's the Commonwealth Games or different World Masters Track Championships and World Championships, they're very good at bringing in events, hosting events, and using those as an impetus to create new facilities. And they seem to be able to pull together all their different various stakeholder groups to get a common goal and get things done better than we do. There's silos, fractures. We're more fractured here that way. Uh, you know, in my own opinion, does it help? It, hel- it helps us and it hurts us that we have the mountains and everything nearby for us. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times Calgarians jet for on the weekends and that they, they go away. Right. We have the beauty of being near... Uh, amazing outdoor opportunities to be active in that, and uh, you know, no friends to our guys, the friends from the 
from the north, but uh, they maybe don't have quite that luxury, so they, they spend more time in their city when they have, and then maybe I, I think that's something over time I've thought of as well, that I think that that gives them a little bit more, sometimes a little bit more energy around making sure they have those things in their city because they don't have the luxury of having Banff and Canmore right. an hour away. Jason, maybe for the, the purposes of this conversation, let's explain a little bit about the society itself, the Calgary Multisport Fieldhouse Society. Uh, how, what's, how is it structured? Who sits on the society? How does it work? It's a volunteer group, and it's a small group right now. So we uh, we have a board of directors, um, and we have seven seven board members, and then a large volunteer base that mm-hmm. we have. And our primary focus of the group is advocacy to uh, inform and create energy momentum around getting a multi-sport field house built in Calgary. Okay. Uh, we have our upcoming AGM on May 16th, um, so that's uh, our annual general meeting. And, um, you know, we work... Basically, we just have we we have monthly meetings. We've engaged people in the sport and the business community. Uh, there's myself, Donna Dixon, Andrew Storter, um, who are kind of senior mend- members of the board. And um, again, we we basically are all kind of from various backgrounds. We have people from basketball. Mm-hmm. We have track people um, as well. Um, so we have masters athletes that are that sit on the on our board as well. Um, soccer we've had so we've had representation from a variety of different sports and then our membership group our stakeholder group represents pretty much almost all the sports you can think of um, that would potentially be using a facility like ours so we really our goal is we're working with the city is to keep our stakeholder groups um, advised and aware of what the progress is on a field house and get them to be the rallying cry within their particular sports to keep the field house um, very much top of mind. And then we work closely with council. So our group does a lot of work with City Hall and also with the administration side of City Hall. So we work with the, the actual application side, the execution side, mm-hmm. and then we work with uh, on, on the political side or on the council side to keep the awareness high. And, uh, and so we try and be the broker between those two. Now, the, the, the society itself, though, is not directly connected to the city, right? You are a, we just are a separate an advocacy group, group. Advocacy group not connected to the city. Okay. The city, I think, um, you know, back before I joined it, I mean, this. I think the, the Fieldhouse Society played a key role in working with the city to help them understand okay. what the facility would need when the city was planning it. And uh, we, I think, played a key role in... in being there as a as a quality information source and tapping into the stakeholder groups that would use the facility, um, but yes, clearly it's a it is a city project. It is positioned to be in. There's a location for it. It's in Foothills Athletic Park. It, it's planned out. They've got a full plan for Foothills Athletic Park, including a field house that sits you know that sits uh, alongside the current outdoor track. I mean, so there's been a ton of work over time to. Um, you know, I wouldn't say they have architectural design yet, but they certainly have concept plan, all the operational stuff. You can go online and see the city plans for Foothills and Glenmore and the different facilities. But it's there. There is a you know, the, there's a full plan for this facility. It's costed out, obviously, very top line. Yeah. And not the minutia. Um, but no, the facility is the city's done all the work. It's it's you know not shovel ready, but it, it'd be very very close once they decide to. You know, make a make a call to make it go forward. So, how much of a role did you guys have in in influencing that, or, or are you just kind of accepting what they have said in terms of if it's you know if it's not architecturally ready, but there's at least a plan in place? Are you satisfied with everything that's planned for it? 
Yeah, I, that, you know, again, I think a lot of that work was done before my time. I will okay. say, yeah. But yeah, the 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 field house as it stands, uh, I think, uh, represents everything we need. It's it's a well, very well done facility. Right. And on scale wise, again, it's a it's a very unique facility because it would be a it would be a world very much what you need if mm-hmm. you're going to build this thing. It, it's a very much a world class facility. Okay, it's it very is. it's very unique yeah. in the sense that it does house a, a full size. The city made the decision when we when they designed it to have a full 400 meter track in there difference being is that if you've got multiple user groups on a 200 meter track you just and and the size of a box like that you can't have as many users as when you have a 400 meter track and a full-size field so there is purpose built that way where you can seat up to 10,000 people with additional seating so you can track international events and you can have this become a destination to actually um, bring big time events into the city as well as a training facility. So as a, as a recreation facility for every everyday Calgarians. So it, it, it is a multi-sport and certainly a multi-use facility when it comes to that. Weird question, but my time in Calgary has taught me to ask this one always. What about the roof? I mean, is the, is the roof obtrusive? Is it, is it tall enough that you can, you know, host events that balls get kicked in and that sort of it, thing? It currently, it currently is, yeah. It's, uh, and the, the roof is expen- <laughs> it's an expensive thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, like the, what is it, the span, the clear span roof? Um, I'm no architect. But, yes, the, the plan is, is that you would be able to – football might – there's still some tweaking to do. And, I mean, that gets into the minutiae when mm-hmm. you start building it. I mean, the football and punting, et cetera. Uh, could be a challenge soccer it's definitely set up for that Um, but there still could be some work to be done on football it may be you know could we play full football games in there I you know I wouldn't say at this point and again that gets to the uh, the city planning department a lot more than than me but um, certainly for football it would be able to be used for uh, practices absolutely and having full team practices in there etc could you have a full-on game that's something that I'd like to, you know, we our group would be pushing for so that it can house football for also indoor football games. Yeah. But then you get into field stuff too, where every sport, all those indoor field sports have different markings on field. I don't want to dive too far down in this, but I mean, that in itself is a whole interesting uh, thing. Whether you got soccer, you've got, uh, you've got uh, uh, field hockey, yeah. you've got football, you've got any of the sports, rugby, they all have different requirements in some cases for the type of turf, field markings quite the obviously the size of the field if it cuts into the track anyway i, I don't want to get too far down that no, one but, but, it's but a, it's i a mean consideration it, isn't it? It, it is because yeah. when you work on it i mean it's how do you turn over field so that every sport is happy right right and you know what let's it's kind of one of those things like it's uh if i'm gonna if i'm gonna build the house you know um let's let's make a decision to get the house built first and then where i'm gonna put my three or four bathrooms in the house um we'll, we'll figure that out as long as along the way yeah, yeah if you know what i'm getting at but yeah. uh, so there's a ton of work that, that way to be done but uh, the facility itself um would be able to meet the needs of those groups but there'd be certainly some work working with them that's and that's why we exist the field house society right. Right? right is to engage that conversation and um so, anyway, so would yeah. you exist beyond the opening of this of this venue? If this venue, when this venue opens up, will the Fieldhouse Society continue? Uh, we'd like to think so. You'd have to change your. We'd have to change some of our volunteer volunteers in our group because the minute you move from, let's say, advocacy to execution, yeah. and starting to 
you know, to work with the city to actually get it built. You know, we'd need to require some different skill sets on our on our board and our group uh, so that we can add value to the city. And to the degree that we're able to do that, I think that we can become more involved in the execution side. And that's why we always still need volunteers. And we're looking for people to, to, to come onto our board. You know, we, we are, we're a small group and we, we need people that are passionate about what we're doing to have a facility like this to come and put their hand up, not only to support it and with their voice, but with their time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we need both. And it's it, it it sounds like it's turnkey. That once it was built, you would be able to open it up and immediately start holding events. That oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's the plan. Is that you would be able to start well, using it and hold and have events and become again a destination. You know, one thing with Calgary is, or if you look at it, there is nothing. And I think there's been some really good articles written with the Olympic bid kind of uh that that's obviously front and center yeah and you know you can't take anything for granted uh you know time moves on and you look at the facilities that we've got from 88 and i've been front and center as you have rob in, in calgary for a long time to watch how calgary's become a a destination for athletes to come and train of yep. all types we have some of the world's best track athletes sure i don't do. know if people are aware yeah, of that yeah. but you know canada's best decathlete trains in calgary yeah. there, there's a lot of summer-based athletes it's not just winter yeah. um that come to calgary to train and it's become a destination because of the facilities which drew the trainers that came to move to Calgary, mm. to sports science people. Some of the best minds in North America have been in Calgary. I've met many of them. And that is a legacy from the investment we made in the Olympics and to become a global sports city. And the minute you start just letting that drift away and not reinvesting like anything else, you'd not, you know, keep investing is that dilutes. And over time, those people that came and made this a destination, that, that slips away. And, God knows, I just, I just don't want to be that guy on my watch or your watch where 10 years from now we see this edge that Calgary had where we were a global sports city and had the best minds in sport and best uh, you know athletes to raise the next crop of athletes. Yeah. Um, well, that's not, part- not be in the city. And, yeah. and we all look back and go, how did we let this, that's the this part advantage I, go away? Yeah, Jason, that's the part I don't understand. Using your term earlier, this is just me talking, but this feels like a blind spot to me. It just it feels it's, because you it's look a at blessing that we've been given. You look at, at what's a win sport. You look at the the, the, look at the work that's being done in the UFC in so many different areas, concussion safety, all of these things. You mentioned it. Akeem Haynes is a bronze medalist from 2016. Yeah, I know. Akeem, here, right? Exactly. You're right. There's, yeah, Sam Effa. Exactly. Right. So where did it ha- – how does this happen? I don't understand this. Um, wh- do you feel closer today than you did two years ago, four years ago, that, that the field house is coming? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it's, I I really do. I mean, I've said it several times. I'm the eternal optimist, I guess, but I I think it is going to get built sooner than later. And uh, I think there's a lot of, I think for the most part, council, I think everybody agrees that we need one. Yeah. You hear all the right things being said um, from the mayor's office all the way down. And I know there's a ton of passion in City Hall to get this thing done. So I I think it will be. But I, I think the frustrating part is that it bounces around, whether it was Calgary Next, all of a sudden adopts it as part of their was Calgary Next okay? Would that would that vision have worked for your society? Um, it would have because it would have yeah it would have been a facility. It's it maybe wouldn't have been a perfect field house, um, okay. but they did they did a lot of work to incorporate. They listened. I will give them that. Okay. I mean, they listened to us and they asked us to give our input and we provided feedback and what we needed. And uh, you know, would have it been a perfect field house because a perfect field house doesn't necessarily make a perfect football stadium and a perfect football stadium doesn't make a perfect field house yeah um but would have it worked absolutely um but uh you know in that case you know it, it we got lumped in though with calgary next so people that didn't know about a field house all of a sudden thought well 
we're tied in with professional sports and with the you know Calgary Flames Sport and Entertainment Group. Yeah. So all of a sudden, even though it was a good profile thing, we're tied in there. You know, now is now in a sense we're tied in with the Olympics potentially if the field house is used. <clears throat> you know, is it one of the facilities in the Olympics? Now are we tied to the Olympics? So right. if the Olympic bid doesn't go through, does the field house? And I think there's enough momentum to say that, okay, regardless of the Olympics, whether this thing can house curling hypothetically, mm -hmm. um, we still need a field house regardless of the Olympics. You know, if it, the Olympics, you know, we don't get the Olympics, we yeah. still need this field house, which again ties back to the last bit I just said about we need legacy facilities like this. I'm a believer that we should have the, uh, you know, we should go forward with the Olympic bid for the reasons I said earlier that you can't put a price on the value that, that investment in the Olympics back in 88 yep. brought to this city as far as whatever, what was that number? 23 out of the 29. 23 out of the 29. 29. Yeah. Like, you know, Calgary, I've, I've been around the, the, the sports community and the elite sports community through my businesses for years. And you just, the, the stuff Calgary has going on and has had going on as far as a sports city and the value of the contribution back, the athletes that have come and stayed in Calgary and given back to this uh, this community and uh, help raise the next, next generation of athletes and just be positive role models and influencers. It's, it's, you can't put a price on that. Well, I was just going to, I just want to jump in there. Calgary next as designed was not necessarily a, a completely private venture. Cause I think the intention was to give back the, the field house to the city to run. How come nobody is? Why doesn't anybody stand up and privately build a field? house? Cause that's the know, answer I'm, to everything, right? Yeah. Just get the businesses to yeah. pay for it. Why? I mean, the, the the price tag, and I don't think we've ever mentioned the price tag. We are talking about north of two hundred million. Correct? It's you know back to when it was costed. You know, two thousand and ten. It was you know probably two hundred twenty million dollar facility. So that's two hundred. That's two thousand ten. Then yeah, and that was that's a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So I mean, this thing. You know, again, I'm not the one that's in charge of costing, but if you re looked at doing this thing, you know, you're probably about two hundred fifty million dollar okay. facility. Not not much different than the the library that you know was just recently built. But like a library, it's, uh, you know, and I'd say even more so, it's uh, for activity and wellness and, you know, for personal health reasons and keeping people out of the healthcare system, I'd say it's more important. But right. um, yeah, it's not an inexpensive facility, but it's a purpose-driven facility because it is a, it is a destination world-class facility that will set us apart and adds value beyond any other multi-sport facility that would be in Canada. And that's what we want. And yes, do we maybe build two or three more $20 million or $15 million smaller field houses with turf fields that are, you know, that, that are in different parts of the city. Absolutely. But this is, this is a very specific facility and, uh, you know, it's meant to achieve certain, uh, results to be not only just an activity place, but a destination for sporting events that brings and keeps people back in Calgary and brings tourism dollars in too, Absolutely. which we need. The economic impact of this thing is, is huge as well, which I haven't touched on, but you know, we're working with, um, we're working to get, more numbers around what the potential financial impact of this facility could be to actually uh, keep events from so it's not it's bring events in keep events and teams from leaving what is the financial impact a field house like this can have and it can have a massive uh, impact uh, financially on this city as well by you know, by doing those things so again in terms of a it's never been broached by an individual or a private entity to try and build something yeah like i got that. off track on your question no, you know, and, I mean, and that's and that's our job you know i kind of look at it and uh, i mean that's not the city's you know the city's no, no. job to do that that as an advocacy group have we had some of those conversations uh, yes you know we're not a fundraising group i'll be clear like we are that's not our mandate no. um it's a it, it's a city facility to get built. Um, you know, we have some small input that we'd have to for, to the FF&E fund, which is the, the furnishings mm -hmm. and fixtures type thing. But we are not a fundraising 
organization. Um, but you're right. You know, I don't know why, you know, I guess uh, I would say maybe even on our side as a Fieldhouse Society, we haven't done a good enough job of raising that profile within the business community to have somebody or some company say, you know what, we need we need to have this thing built. And, uh, and you know what? Well, I'm, that'd we're, be we're, pretty grandiose, though. You know, I, I think I, I, I'm I, asking I, a question I think I know the answer to. But I it, think $250 million is an awful lot to ask. Well, they wouldn't. But you know what you need, though? Is And I, I'm not going down the road of nobody's going to write a huge check like that. Yeah. But even if you had a major, fairly major Calgary-based company that's got uh, – Calgary's got a lot of amazing business leaders that are passionate about the city but also passionate about health and wellness. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we've got a lot of progressive thinkers in this city. But um, if you had – an individual or individuals like that that came out and said, Hey, you know what, when this thing comes through, like we were in for this kind of money for naming rights. Yeah. You know, offset the cost. Absolutely. Like $5 million. Like when this thing's done, man, like we are, we've, we've got our name on this. We're committed to it. And, uh, you know, if this helps move this thing over, you know, it's a $5 million, um, contribution from our company that we want the naming rights on this because this Mm -hmm. is exactly what our company is all about. Right. This is what our thousand employees are all about. Right. We, we talk about this, Every day, our employees, we, you know, we give them incentives and we, you know, we have programs internally in our company that inspire them to go out and be, take care of themselves and be active and year round. And so this facility fits in line and we're willing to step up. And we haven't, I'd say collectively, even on our little group, we haven't done a good enough job of engaging those voices to let them know how they can be involved and how they can maybe make that statement. Yeah, but I would defend you in this standpoint. I mean, you're just trying to get to the start line. Yeah, I know. You, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it seems like I, I could see where somebody might say, well, well, we'll deal with that when we get, let's just get to the start. Line. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. You and know. It, and we, that's where we spend most of our time. I, I said it earlier. Is it is a little bit like Groundhog Day because it, when you get a new group of counselors even that mm-hmm. haven't, you know, we do a lot of, a lot of educating. Yeah. And uh, when they step on, we recently had some change in council, for example, in, in the fall, and, and we go back and have to revisit this a lot of times is the questions you've asked in this in in this discussion you know what is a field house why is it different than a why is it different than a leisure center or yep. a, lo- a local rec center you know why do we need a field house why does it have to be 200 million dollars why is it the scale you know we we seemingly answer these questions and talk about the business case you know frequently with new stakeholders and so there's that re-education process continually so to your point we spend a lot of time trying to keep it near the starting line to keep it at the top of that unfunded list and then move it over you know but on the it's weird on the in the city hall side of things you still have the um you know you have the the actual um administration side or you know the facilities side the sports facilities side that they've been diligently and busy working on this project for years Mm -hmm. and they're they're still going 100 you know they're going 100 percent to to make the field house a reality so the machine is still working in the background yeah. when you when you get uh, when you get that but it's just uh, again it's uh, getting the decision makers is where we need to spend our time to to make it happen so jason assuming that one day this box gets checked and they say okay we're going to fund this how quickly i mean if, if how far along are we i mean if you know if they decided tomorrow to 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 approve the funding how how quickly do you think a field house would be built in this city you know in uh in talking to the guys at the city, I, I think you're, and again, I'm not a, you know, there's a, a huge process behind it, be, be, you know, behind a facility yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah. You know, but you'd probably be lucky to, you know, 2021. Okay. So we're still talking three years 2022. Out. Whenever it gets approved. You know, it's probably 2022. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the amount of work to, to get something like this to happen. So, I mean, that's another four years that we're still, 
you know, we've been out of the game with a facility like this for so many years that it's been notably absent and it's embarrassing. You know, I'll use that word. It really is. Calgary's facility situation is embarrassing. You know, for a city like Calgary, um, one of the best cities in the world to live, such a progressive minded, probably one of the you know, named one top small sports city in the world, I think it is. Our football stadium, our, our hockey arena, no field house. You know, we, we have some challenges on the sports facility side of things. And so, um, yeah, to think it's going to be another four years before potentially even if it got said yes now, yeah. you know, we've got a void on, on that for it's a long time. You know, uh, I was hoping my kid would be able to use it. <laughs> I, when I was running track, uh, when yeah. I was using indoor playing football and track, I thought, boy, you know, when my kid was uh, little, I said, maybe we'll get a field house for him. Now he's 18. I'm like, Jesus, I hope we, I hope we get one for his kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's oh, like wow. Three generations of kids that uh, don't have a field house. I don't know. It's uh, kind of so, sad. So what is the process? Because right now, as you've identified a couple of times, it is the number one unfunded priority in recreation or in priority in the city. Which is it? Uh, I believe I may be talking out of school. I've never really asked that specific question. It is definitely number one sports facility unfunded. I believe it's actually the number one unfunded facility, period. Capital infrastructure okay. uh, at the top of the list. So how does it go from unfunded to funded? What is the, I mean, maybe this whole conversation has been about that. Is it just the constant, do you need a champion? Do you need somebody on city council to stand up? What happens? How does it? Because you did mention that the library was in that same category too, was it not? And then it yep. got flipped over. So, yep. what what gets you from unfunded to funded? Um, the st- well, many of the things that I've been talking about earlier, which is okay. the the education and the you know with mm-hmm. the decision the decision makers. Um, then the other thing is, you know, right now I would say that with the Olympic bid. It, the funding model is it's obviously it's been a tough few years in Calgary. The yep. economic climate. I sure. mean, so us rallying to get a field house built and the decision making to happen on a two hundred fifty million dollar facility like this, along with every other infrastructure need that Calgary has roads, green line, <clears throat> uh, a variety of other things that uh, that this city needs uh, to spend money on. Um, so keeping the field house in the conversation amongst all those other needs is important. But where the Olympics you know, does come in is that if you can get federal and provincial money mm-hmm. to help get it built. Um, and that's why it, I think that that's a, right now the Olympics are important that way, mm-hmm. because I think that if that does move forward, that does help us, uh, you know, with a lot of the costing, you you know, obviously the, the Olympics brings in some money to get a lot of infrastructure built that uh, can benefit the city. Um, but having said that, um, we need to, you know, the city budgeting cycle comes up and, we just have to continue to lobby really hard to say that, you know, regardless of this, that this is an investment. The city would have to, you know, they've got, you know, I don't know all the details, but they've got money in their budget to move forward on projects like this. And so they, in their budgeting process, would have to make a decision to say that we are going to move forward with this and here's how we're going to fund it. Um, and uh, and it's just that that's kind of where it is. So it's a city decision, and we just have to make sure they make it as opposed to spending money on some other things. We've got to say that this is the priority, and this is where your money needs to go. And squeaky wheel. How hard is it to, to lead a, an organization, a society that, you know, is, I, I don't want to say fighting an uphill battle, but you're still not there yet. And you talked about your goal of having it there and available for your son, and, and that likely isn't going to happen, you know, in his youth. May happen no. As an well, adult, he's an adult fine. now. That's yeah, okay. Yeah, he's still, yeah. Um, how difficult is it to keep pushing forward? I'd say it, it can be difficult. It's frustrating, you know. So yeah. I, I think that, uh, you know, we've, we've lost some people over time because, you know, it doesn't, 
doesn't seem like it's moving and some some of our volunteer group volunteers have kind of drifted off so um it, it has but uh I, I don't know i think the upside uh, certainly outweighs the any of the frustration along the way uh, easily you know yeah. so i think that the little tidbits that we get that uh, the you know there's as i said this thing is a very real project that i think is going to happen sooner than later so that part keeps you motivated mm-hmm. and so, you know, even if it's inch by inch, you feel like you are getting closer. Um, but, uh, you know, I think we there's there's points here where there needs to be more massive action. <clears throat> and it can't be just continually be a game of inches. We need some bigger wins here along the way yeah. to, to, to tip it over. And I think this next budgeting period, I think going into the fall this year to get it front and center on the discussion there and then the piece with this whole Olympic bid is – this is a critical time for the field house right now, whether it's going to be part of that Olympic bid or Calgary's moving forward with that. And if that's the case, then I think the field house can, you know, I think if it, if we do move forward with the Olympic bid and the, and the field house is, is obviously part of that, I think you'll see that, uh, you know, that, that can tip it really quickly. Again, in my opinion, that's mm-hmm. not like I'm on any, I'm not part of any sort of Olympic decision making group in the city. Um, so I think that's a benefit for us. And then, like I said, I think if not, uh, it's making sure that it's front and center when it come this fall when they're talking about where they're going to spend their money as a city. And taxpayers, you know, we paid, I think taxpayers sometimes in the city, they, they question, like, where's our money going and do we want it going to a field house or, <clears throat> you know, and I've got family that lives in, in the city and I'm always educating them, like, well, whether it's roads, whether it's LRT, there's many things that all of us use, some of the things we don't use. Mm-hmm. What, what collectively makes a Calgary a great city and a destination for people to come in the future, for young people to stay and raise their families, and uh, great cities have things that not everybody uses. But we collectively, we use some of those things, and we just know inherently that whether it's having something like, yep. you know, independently done like Spruce Meadows on the south part of the city that that brings that to the city that, you know, show jumping or whether it's a great library or it's, you know, all the investment that we've done in parks and in this city and bike, you know, and, and yep. uh, bike lanes and, and, uh, pass and, or a field house. So all of those are needed. And I think that as taxpayers, sometimes you'll hear people just say, why do we need that? I don't want my taxpayers going to dollars going to that. It's gotta be greater thinking and bigger thinking to say that, you know, what, what, I'm more interested in making Calgary a great city in the future. What's part of being a great city and a destination where people are going to come and live and companies are going to make decisions to invest. And this is one of those things. And uh, you got to think beyond just what you want to do as an individual and what you like. It's, are you interested? Are you here to be a Calgarian and help make this a global city that, um, you know, can, uh, you know, be a game changer on on an international basis and, I think that's what we should all be passionate about, and a field house is a huge part of that. So that's how we should be yeah. thinking when we're making decisions. And if City Hall makes a decision, stop focusing on the minutiae and maybe complaining about where your tax dollars are going and think of the future for our kids and um, for the future. Hallelujah, brother. I've said it a million times. It's great. It can be the greatest city in the world. It needs to get back there. I think we slipped a bit, and I think the field house is an example of that. Uh, but if people in my city want it, I think we should have it. I, I have yeah, yet to drive underneath the uh, the the under or the uh, the tunnel at the airport, but the people in the northeast needed it, so they Ab- got it. Absolutely, I, I don't ride my bike to work, but people downtown need it. Great, but exactly. I could use, I could really use a field house. You could really use a this city can, and I think that's the other thing, Jason. That I come away from this conversation is maybe better than than ever before the importance of we have to have some clarity on this. We have to make sure that when we're talking about it in the media, when we're talking about it to friends, that we differentiate Fieldhouse from Rec Center, that we are very clear about what we're talking here because what we're talking about, we do not have. 
That, no. that, that, is, that is not even negotiable. We don't have It's a, a sport. Yeah, and again, it's a, I'm going backwards a time, very, very briefly here, but it's a sports facility. And yeah. most of those leisure centers, again, you can't play true sports in, uh, like in a competitive basis. I mean, uh, the, the one they that you... They have a rank you might be able you to. You might be or, able to, yeah. Right, but no, no, they're, they're intended for health They're and recreation centers, right. and, and that's what they are. And Calgary's one of... If you look at one facility that has done an amazing job for Calgary when it comes to sports... Uh, you look at the Repsol Center, yep. and they've done an amazing job. That group down there runs yep. a beautiful facility, and and that's a, it attracts that is a busy place. It attracts events all the time. They do a great job there of running a facility that is um, excellent for Calgarians to use. But at the same time, it's a home base for so much competitive sport as well. So you know that's uh, that's the the field house on a grander scale for when it comes to more of an indoor again an indoor facility when it comes to turf and track and all, all the other sports but that is the that is the biggest difference and yeah think of the greater good of calgary when you're thinking of that because that uh, it adds an amazing amount of value to the city jason uh, last one for you is how can people find you how can people get involved with the uh, calgary uh, multi-sport fieldhouse society um Go to, uh, well, you can go online to uh, field, uh, Calgary Fieldhouse Society.ca. I think it's uh, Fieldhouse.ca. Yeah, yeah Fieldhouse.ca. Sorry, yeah. I apologize. Don't have it in front of me here. Should, <laughs> okay. should know that off the top of my head, hey, buddy? <laughs> That's um, all right. But yeah, we're looking for, uh, you can go there, join as a member. Um, so okay. just simply join up. And, uh, and then again, we, we can use volunteers on an ongoing basis. But just joining as a member, and uh, it helps. And the voice of the more people we have that are aware of what we do, mm-hmm. um, and sign up as members to our society and come out to, for example, our AGM and also go back to their different groups that uh, they may be part of, whatever sporting group they may be part of or community association they're part of or minor minor football, minor soccer, whatever it might be, or high school sports, uh, making sure that they they mention how they support the Fieldhouse and how it can make a difference for their organization, I think, is the best thing.